0: You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We were away last week. No,
1: we weren't away. I was. You were away, Seattle. Yes. That's right.
0: I, I missed... Few this year. What's we la- we labored. <laughs> we labored hard. Pass. Yeah. If we if we would just ask if, who in this circle has missed the most podcasts. No, we don't need to ask okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone last week.
1: <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving along.
0: Uh, yes. But uh, um, welcome back, guys. We're excited to be here. We're in. Uh,
1: are you really excited? I actually am. Excited, me too. Uh, <laughs> Steve, are you excited? You
0: it's,
2: hard to tell, it's hard to tell when Luke is excited. <laughs>
0: Because yeah, your
1: stiff upper lip and everything. Yeah.
0: The stiff upper lip. Something like that. We have to keep calm and carry on and all that. That's right. And now so, that
1: you're, your monarch is with Jesus, yes. it's like now you feel like a. Are you afloat? Are you drift?
0: <laughs> Not so much. But anyway, <laughs> we are uh, in season five and we've been looking at these uh, things that Jesus says that maybe we, we take for granted or we haven't really read. And I, for me, it's been really challenging and really uh, encouraging and really just getting me to think again about these scriptures and it always comes alive every time and it's pretty good so Amen. I uh,
2: yeah the words of Jesus just come alive yeah. they are alive yeah. it's a living word
1: that's what yeah. he says isn't it yeah
2: he's the living word yeah he was dead but now he's alive yeah. and his word
0: is alive yes. so we are uh, about to do our first color run this weekend and uh,
1: did you say color? Color.
2: What okay. is a color run?
0: So yeah. a color run is where you do it. It's this, usually it's about three k, and along the the course you get color powder.
1: Color powder? Yeah. Powder? Yeah.
0: <laughs> people color throw
2: colored powder, powder on, that's hard. on you. That's yes. I As do. a runner, you get dyed. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And why are we doing it?
0: To support av's place, which is our. Uh, Playground for children with medical issues and disabilities that we're trying to build. But funny story is that we were doing some advertising about it on social media.
2: Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. It's yeah. funny. Come on. Only you can. You're the yeah, only one at the it, table yeah. that's allowed yeah, so to say this. We had
0: a we had a person ask us if only colored people were allowed to run the race. So. And you are you happen to be Jamaican <laughs> <Yeah>. black, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: it means. What are we, 1969? I don't know.
1: That's something. It's like, yeah, that f- was so hilarious. hilarious. Yeah.
0: So, we, uh, have fun. They're excited about this. We've got about over 100 runners now, which is fun. So. Fabulous. Yeah.
1: And we're going into Lights of Hope.
0: Get to f- Lights of Hope. All of that stuff is starting to fly. Christmas so, time already. Yeah. We never stop. It's a fun adventure in of the Father's house. So.
1: It's always a fun adventure in yeah. Father's yes. house. Life is an adventure. Life yeah. is a bowl of cherries.
2: Advent, adventure in kingdom living. Amen. Amen.
0: But let's uh, jump into today's story. So we're going to read uh, Luke 10, the story of Martha and Mary. And this My is one favorite. of those passages that you've probably heard a sermon or two about in your life. If you've been around yeah. church for any length of time. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, take a look at what Jesus is saying about this today. So, uh, Luke in 38 Now as they were traveling along He entered the village And a woman named Martha Welcomed him into her home She had a sister called Mary Who was seated at the Lord's feet Listening to his word But Martha was distracted with all her preparations And she came up to him and said Lord, do you not care that my sister Has left me to do all the serving alone? Hmm. Then tell her to help me But the Lord answered her and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good story. (laughs) I think this is the story that people use to say, no, no. Jesus doesn't want us to serve because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, say, it says Martha was serving. Yeah. And, and it, you know, they say we don't want you to serve. Right. And yet in the same book, in the Bible, yeah. Jesus tells, gives all the work to his disciples. You, you give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. You serve them. So you collect the 12 baskets full. Right. And, I mean, yeah. we're talking 7,000 people. Twelve guys had to serve 7,000 people. I mean, come on that's some heavy duty service going on yeah, that's right on. and then he told him if you want to be great in the kingdom of god you got to be the servant mm-hmm. of all so they take this verse and they they make it to where we are not we are not pressured to serve it's not our place it's better to i will just it is better that i sit at jesus feet in this chair and just feel his presence and you know be with him but do nothing to serve my fellow man and i think that the real point of this story is when Jesus Himself, whether that is, you know, um, in your in your heart, mm-hmm. you you don't make trying to please Jesus by feeding Him. In your heart, you don't try to please Jesus by doing things. You you please Jesus by giving your life to Him, by laying your life down for Him and being in the service, and and then. Being with him, sitting at his feet, learning to worship him and value him. And I think what he's saying to Martha is that Mary's valuing my my presence yes. in the room right now. Yeah. And I think he's trying to tell us that when he when he walk into the room, everything changes, right? Mm-hmm. And and so in a worship service, you see people that are totally bored. You see people we have tons of people that walk in late because they don't want to be there for the whole worship service. Mm-hmm. The song service part of the service. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're the ones misreading this. That what Jesus is saying is worship of me, sitting and learning of me, hearing my, my words, my teachings, and putting full effort into them. This is the better portion. Hmm. He's not rebuking Martha for serving. He's saying right. what he's rebuking Martha for is being jealous of her sister getting Jesus' attention. Hmm. It'd be like if we're both praying and your prayers are answered and mine's not. And then I'm and, and and instead of examining myself and how I'm behaving and what I'm saying and how I'm feeling and say, Oh, I don't how I'm feeling isn't right. Hmm. It's a blessing that your your prayers are answered, that you have you have the favor today, that somehow the faith that you're exi- that you're doing is working. Instead of being blessed by that, I'm instead jealous by that and asking Jesus, would you correct her? Yeah. And honestly, this is about the, the need for people to let Jesus correct other people. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get them corrected, and you know, in their in their actions, like in like don't go to the Baptist church and tell them they're wrong. (laughs) Don't go to the Catholic church and tell them they're wrong. Right. You just worry about making sure that in your church you're sitting at His feet and worshiping. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Paul the Apostle says that we, the leaders, are supposed to correct them and teach them the right way to go. And if the Spirit of God increases in your building, you should worship Him. Mm -hmm. You should sit at His feet and learn of Him. And when the Scriptures go up on the screen and you see that it is truly the words of Jesus Christ, nothing else should matter. Hmm. Let the dinner burn. Jesus is speaking, right? Yeah. But it's not, again, a recipe for service is not necessary. I like that. Because he tells every he tells them, help the guy with the grave clothes. Yeah. Roll away the stone. I'm yeah. thinking the Son of God with seventy-two thousand angels needs eleven men, twelve men to roll away a stone that 12 men would be very hard, find very hard to move, and then tells them, help the guy with his grave clothes. You know? He's telling them, get with it, get on it. So to use this one story in that way is just totally wrong, because it's, it's missing the point. Yeah. The point is that when Jesus is here, when Jesus yep. speaks, when Jesus teaches, what he teaches, we should be like Mary, and be all inattentive. Forget about eating. Forget you know. Mm-hmm. Forget about anything. You know, he can he can feed the whole town yeah. with a word. That's good. What we need is to be fed by him. Mm. There's a seat to. The, this is the season for that. He's in the room mm-hmm. at our church services. He says, "Where are you gather in my name." There will I be in the midst of you. It's a promise that's a little different than my father and I will make our home in you. I have that presence inside of me. But when two of us gather, it's not that presence times two. It's that presence increased. And so there's a multiple. If you use multiplication, there's a multiplication factor. It's greater when two of us are there because His promised. His commanded blessing is upon us where the church gathers 150 of us gather in his name to worship him there's even more so the so then it's faithful and true to say the king is here bow before the king mm-hmm. and we should we should do what mary did and sit at his feet and learn while we have him while he's with us we should attend ourselves to him it's why church attendance is so dwindling and so inconsistent today and that is so wrong the king is showing up in that building. You're going to go on a picnic? You're going to do anything but go sit with him? Yeah. People don't feel good. They stay home from church. Where should you go? Well, the king is here. Shouldn't I go be with him? Shouldn't I go sit at his feet? And then in our daily life, we say, well, I'm going to sit at Jesus' feet. Well, he's, he's not the same. Yeah. In that corporate gathering, it's different. It's increased. It's a, it's a, it's a greater level of his anointing. And it's, it's a it's a promised inhabitation of the praises of His people. So you go there and you praise Him and you worship Him and there's a, a promised increase in presence around you. I already have the one in me. You already have the, His presence in you. But when we come together, it fills the room. It expands and grows in the way that only He can do. Yeah. And that's what it's talking here, that we should value His presence, His words, His teachings. And, and his love for us, and we should sit in it and take that time. But then when it's over, we should get up and get out there and start serving. You give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. You will do mighty things in my name. In fact, things you do will be greater than the things I do in my name. And there is no basis for using this verse to not do anything or to say I, I, nothing is required. I'm going to be a Mary, not a Martha. Are you a Mary or a Martha? Well, I got to tell you, point blank and straight oh. up, I am a 100% Mary, and I am a 100% Martha, yeah. and, th- and that's, I mean, 100% of the, of the time in my life. When he is expanded, I stop, drop, and, and kneel at his feet. When, when his presence increases, and I, and I have his ear, when I feel his gaze on me, nothing's more important. But when he's with me, he's telling me, serve, work, go, don't stop, don't turn, don't turn aside, mm-hmm keep going and so then I'm a Martha
1: yeah yeah I like sorry. that a lot because um I think Mar- Mary gets a really bad rap you know mm-hmm. don't be a Martha we've heard that our yep. whole t- Christianity don't be a Martha don't be a Martha Martha gets a bad but rap didn't, yeah. didn't I say that so Mary oh I'm sorry Martha gets a bad rap yeah but you know in John 11 when Jesus when her, her brother their br- brother mm-hmm. died yeah it was Martha that runs out to Jesus right away mm-hmm. right. and and then calls her sister Mary and You don't ever, that's never said. And like Steve said, in Christianity, everything is yes and no. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be all a Martha, you can't be all a Mary. But sometimes in Christianity, that's what we want to do. We just don't want to do anything. It's all done for me. I'm going to sit at his feet. I'm not going to do anything. Well, that's not true either. Okay, I'm going to work my way to heaven. Well, that's not applicable either yeah, exactly. so there's there's grace and mercy you know the, every, it just goes on and on yeah. you know mm-hmm. i'm wretched but yet he thinks i'm wonderful mm-hmm. you know there's so many yes and no's and this story i really really like the story and i just think martha actually was doing really well mm-hmm. i mean that was the custom of the days yep. i mean can you imagine if she didn't she didn't give food to the right. master she didn't give food to a man <laughs> and and in the customs of ser- serve her serve her yes. serve her guests and Honestly, Mary probably looked like a slouch <laughs> to the customs yeah, and, and, did, and the right. day. It's like everybody's probably looking at her like, why is she sitting there yeah. when her, all the women should be preparing the food? Mm-hmm. And on, uh, in that time, Martha was actually doing probably what was expected of yeah. her, right? right? And so it's interesting because it, it, uh, it is a yes and no answer. Sure. And we, we really need to be equally a Martha and a Mary.
0: Yeah.
2: I think in this in this story, you know, Martha clearly doesn't really understand, and Jesus says she's got the good part. Mm. So I think, you know, in the whole Jewish uh, culture, receptance of Jesus or or, or acceptance of Jesus or, or denial of okay. Jesus, I think Mary and Martha are very clear. She's accepting him as a Jew. She's she's behaving as a Jew towards a Jew. Yep. Yeah. What a That's household good. guest should have, and Mary. That's good. Maybe recognizes him for who he is. Martha and John runs out if yeah. you'd only come. You only been here. I would my brother would have lived, probably being way more Jewish and not understanding that maybe the Messiah is here. Wow. She understands a great leader, a great teacher, if you had been here. something. Yeah. And he's saying, Martha, I'm here. Yeah. Don't you still believe? it's not too late. Yeah. it's not too late. And I think that in this story, Mary, is recognizing the Messiah has come, mm-hmm. the promised one, the Holy One of God, God's actual son is here. And in this story, Martha is seeing so him as a, as a leader, a ch- Christian leader who we should honor. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we honestly need to s- make sure from this story we see Jesus as the Messiah, the Holy One of God.
1: So she was actually Martha was actually basically living out the Old Testament cust- yeah, customs, customs yeah. and mores, yeah. and the teachings. And Mary may have had a revelation regarding who the Jesus, who the Christ was. Yeah. However, in John mary and martha say the exact same thing to jesus mm-hmm. if you've only been here you know yeah. and then they were then they said well he will rise again in the resurrection however it's really interesting and i don't know which one's first like which one uh, historically mm-hmm. came
0: right. you I know,
1: know maybe maybe the uh, martha and mary story mm-hmm. was after the lazarus died well it is because they talk because lazarus has died and then this is talks about lazarus is eating so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is true that he di- um the mary martha story is before the Running out to Jesus, mm-hmm. no. probably. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Now, now, yeah. I'm confused.
0: In- interesting. I just noticed something as you as you guys were talking about uh, it being about how they were responding, the customary yes. response. Now, the story right before this is the Good Samaritan, which wow. which is very interesting, as it's all about how the <laughs> the Jews yeah. responded, as they would have always responded to it, to you know this person on the road, right? And he's calling them to respond differently because it's a new way, it's a new covenant. And then the same we get the same story with Martha ah. and Mary whether it's this how do you respond to Jesus in front of you? How do you you know there's that's a, really good. There's, a call, there's a call into a different covenant. And one of them is works, right? The good Samaritan is is all about serve the person in front of you and then this story of Martha and Mary is all about worship Jesus when he's in wow, front of you. So it's actually a very int- like I've always wondered why those two stories were put together. So it almost almost feels like a left turn into Martha and Mary after the some well, some you said it makes, yeah, all, it makes
1: right. all the um makes it very clear doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah it's good
2: so, i think yeah. that uh what's that all of christian life when he says mm-hmm. how can you say that tomorrow i'll go here and tomorrow i'll go there mm-hmm. and do this shouldn't you wait for the you know for it to be what god's will is for mm-hmm. you yeah and i think that a great deal of our christian life should be more of what's in front of you yeah You know, you respond to what's in front of you. I think it's really clearly that the Christian's calling is the hungry person, Mm -hmm. the naked person, the thirsty person that's in front of you. I think that's so clear from all of the parables that the one in front of you, the Good Samaritan, is a great story. The one in front of you is your calling, is your ministry. When he says, I was hungry and you fed me not. When you saw me hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. People all the time say, well, that's not my calling. It's Hmm. not my responsibility. Well, Jesus is saying it is. And I think that that what's in front of you is a really powerful way to live. You know, we're going to go to the store, but you know, anything can happen Mm -hmm. on the way and we can be diverted because God can put something in our way and cause us to turn aside for another purpose, a a greater calling that somebody is praying. We could be the answer to that prayer. That's
1: good.
0: That's really good. So, I think you know you did a sermon on this maybe at the start of the year I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that you said, and I think I think I've heard other people say, is it's you know uh, Martha. It talks like her being distracted with all the preparations, right? It wasn't that, as you were saying, that, that her doing serving wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't no. actually what Jesus was asking for in that moment.
1: She didn't realize who was with her.
0: She didn't stop and say, Jesus, what do you want me to yeah. do? She just—it's almost like she decides to start oh, this is what we always do. Yeah. And so part of this is really knowing what Jesus is calling us to do in the moment we're in. Mm-hmm. And well, I think also,
1: yeah. like Steve said, it's it's knowing when yeah. Jesus Jesus is in the room, Right. you know, recognizing recognizing the moments, yeah. and, and it goes along with what you said, is recognizing what Jesus wants us to do. Yeah. So how do you recognize what Jesus wants you to do? Or when he's with you, you have to know who he is. Yeah. And you have to read to show yourself as proved, and you have to have a relationship with him and understand that what you think he's saying never violates what he actually says. Yeah. So it's, um, it's imperative both they go hand in hand, yeah. right?
0: So often this story is used as a justification for or an argument against works. works, but also a justification for like we just need to sit in Jesus' presence and if all we do is worship, then, you know, everything's going to change. So can we talk a little bit about just that? that uh dynamic of um you know be worshippers or workers kind of idea well i think
2: that's what we've been talking about yeah that's the natural thing people do with this verse either or yeah and i've been trying since the day i first read it to say that's ridiculous i mean use common sense just think about it for a minute you can't be either or you have to be both. both So there's a church that does 24-hour worship seven days a week. They've been doing it for a few years now. And, I mean, they wear people out. (laughs) I mean, I've heard of so many people go there and be a worship leader, and their shifts just keep coming around. Well, the hardest thing about keeping worship going 24-7 is people don't show up for their shifts. And it's because that very stream of people teaches be a Mary, not a Martha. And it's like, no, be a Mary and a Martha. When it's time, do that. And in a worship service for today's worship, what we call worship is song services. Mm -hmm. And we bring the, and the presence of God seems to like it. When I ask the question, why do we sing? Hardly anybody knows why. Mm -hmm. It's because he likes it. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious he likes it. So we do what he likes. It's clear. He likes it. So we do it. And in that, somebody's working their fingers to the bone. Somebody is standing there and beating on a drum and it's work and they're worshiping, but somebody's got to serve. Yeah. And then the, everybody else gets to worship. Everybody wants to be on the stage today because of the hero worship of stage people. Right. Mm. But, and you want people to see, you know, look at me, look at me. And I think that's a terrible motive for being on the stage working. I think it could be a little bit of Martha's. What Vicky was mentioning, a Jewish woman, that was their role. And you had to, if you were seen not doing it, like Mary, people oh were looking gosh, down gosh, on Mary for me. not being a servant. And they were looking at Martha if she's doing the right thing. And everyone wants everyone to think that. Well, yeah, yeah, my friends are here. I can't stop. What will they think? And I think that it's it's, you know, she probably does deserve a little criticism here, but I don't think that's the point of the story. The point of the story is worship him when he's there. Wow. And, and what's important is worshiping him. Mm-hmm. But what's even more important is recognizing he's the Messiah, then worshiping him for being the Messiah, for being the creator. And then Martha is not doing, really not doing that, but I think she's more Jewish in terms of service as a response to the covenant she's in. Mm-hmm. And less in recognizing the Messiah and more in recognizing a great Jewish teacher. Yeah. And so they, I would say more of a diminishing. Now today, in my opinion, what, how we should take this is we should be people who work because we've recognized his, he's the Messiah, That's because good. we've recognized who he is and what he's done. And then when we have the opportunity just using song service worship services, when it's my turn to stand up play the guitar and sing the songs and lead it it's work yeah it's a lot of work and sometimes remember in the in during the early days of the Toronto revival sometimes an hour and a half playing the guitar and singing man it was like oh my gosh my voice is going my hands are screaming my fingertips yeah. are burning and you know we got to we got to drive through this thing and you know and but everybody else in the room is on their knees some people are on the ground flopping and crying and some of them are laughing so hard it's crazy and people all over the room having different experiences because the king is here and they did what was important but i facilitated it with my playing and same with every worship service so you go back to that church that's 24 7 teaching be a marathon not a martha well they they would get nowhere without a martha (laughs) you gotta have somebody do the work right right there's a building that it's housed in there's it's got to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. So, even your, you know, no matter what you do, there's got to be some people serving. Yeah. And hopefully, they're serving for their time and then rushing into the presence of the king to worship and give praise and glory to God for who he is yeah. and recognizing who he is and believing who he is yeah. and get there to give love. Even you know not necessarily receive love. Now they will receive love because that's his nature. God is love, but your motive going in the door has got to mm-hmm. be to love him. Yeah,
1: that's it's really interesting good. that story as you go back, um, and in verse thirty nine uh, it says now. While well, thirty eight says now they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed welcomed into her him into her home. Mm-hmm. So she was actually the one that opened her heart and, yeah. and her home to him, which is interesting because yeah. you never hear that. And then she was so concerned, but, you know, and, and I, I was looking to see if maybe she was trying to not, so not make her sister look bad because, like I said, the custom and the times, mm-hmm. you know, her sister probably looked bad to, you know, with his aunt. He was probably with yeah. an entourage, you know. Jesus always had an entourage. So I just thought yeah, it's interesting. She's the one that invited him in, Martha.
0: Yeah, that's really good. She sure did. What's What's interesting about Mary, as we know as well, is that later she is, you know, one of the first people that gets the message that Jesus has R- risen. Risen, right? She's the one told to go, mm-hmm. go tell, you know, go mm-hmm. tell the disciples, right? And there's something in that that, when we, when we recognize Jesus who he is, that's when he shared the secrets are, and the revelation of who he is is shared with us, right? So. And I like that it was yeah. shared with a woman. Yeah.
1: So I mean, Jesus, uh, Jesus could have shared it with anybody, but he yeah. shared it with a woman first. Yeah. Right. Yep. That was pretty cool.
0: That's that, and, off, and I think we we want to hear revelation from God. We want to know what He's saying. We want to know what He's doing. But then we don't always we're not always willing to recognize when He's there right? and put it's that really value good. and emphasis on, you know, who He is. She was going to tend his his gravesite, mm-hmm. like you know, and in that she's met. Whereas other people scattered and went all along on their own way. And there's, there's something in that honoring jesus when he's there that i think brings about his his presence and his sharing with us
1: it's really good yeah.
2: that is uh really important i think and yeah. uh, that's to me it's the most important part of the story yeah. is that when jesus is there yeah. and you recognize the lord is here yeah. and you your actions should not be doing anything right. you should be at his knees and that you've and when you do that you've chosen the best thing yeah. And anybody that wants to take that away from you—that's what Jesus said. I won't ever take that away from you. Uh, you, anyone who recognizes me, worships me, falls at my feet, and you know, gives, wants to give their heart to me. Yeah. Um. I would, uh, you know, by no means take it away from them. Yeah. And I think that's the really important message of this. Yeah. You know. And Martha, if I was to give Martha any kind of poor grades, it would be. I don't think she did recognize what was important. Right. I think that was clearly the statement you're not really seeing what's important for this for this moment.
0: So how does that revelation translate now into a new covenant reality where God now lives inside of us? So to some degree he's present with us all the time. So how 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 do we become how do we stay constantly aware of the fact that he's with us and not just kind of go about our own business I'll go about our own life but keep keep in mind the fact that I
2: I think it's really clear in in this people walk through life and they don't really practice the presence of Jesus they're a come and go we are a come and go people Mm -hmm. and what I believe God has showed me is that the power of Christianity is the practicing of his presence. It is the awareness that he's with us at all times. And when we are aware of it, we, should, we have to be reverent, even even penitent, even kneeling, even a feeling of, I must decrease, that he might increase. And that isn't necessarily very common today mm-hmm. in people you meet and know that they would be humble to that, to that extent. And so we do always have him with us. There, is, there are the mores and the lesses. Yeah. But it's, if he made his home in you, there is still the I'm with you to even to the end of the age. There's, I will never forsake you or leave you. And uh, we have to be, it's, it's up to us to be aware of that in this story. Mary's aware of that. Martha's not aware of that. Um, I believe that's what the story is about: is being aware that the the Messiah is with you, mm. and it is Jesus, really and good. that, and then, I think the part that is so important is that you be like. When I say you got to be a Martha and a Mary, I'm saying you need to be in love with Jesus. Yeah. Mary is in love with Jesus. Yeah. I think Martha's in love with her culture and her religion. And the way that you serve a dignitary when they come to your house, I think she's fully aware that she's serving a great and wonderful teacher, uh, someone very blessed of God. And I think that's real evident in her desire to work. But her desire to criticize her sister or even point out to this man that her sister is less than, I think those are her deficiencies. And Mary, at the same time, is identifying those things. And Jesus is saying, I will not take it from her. Mm. I think that's a really important thing. If we, if we could just start to practice the presence of Jesus in life and be aware that He's with us at all times, I think that we'd start to really see the healings that everybody's claiming. I think we'd really start to see those the power of God everywhere on earth, if yeah. Christians operated in a fashion that is, He is with me, He's in me. And when we pray, we know, if I pray for the, you, He's praying for you. If I touch you, He touches you. If I speak to you he speaks to you the truth that I speak comes from him and I believe wholeheartedly that that's how we should live and I know that that's how I want to live is practicing the presence of Jesus aware at all times he is with me he sees me most powerful thing I ever had happen to me for my ability to overcome the world's allure was one day just sitting in my truck and I was going just about to pray and I became totally and phenomenally aware he's looking at me. I said, you see me, don't you? For some reason, that picture, that brain picture, that feeling, you see me, don't you? I suddenly became really a lot way stronger in my fight against the flesh, of my fight against the world. Mm-hmm. You see me, don't you? Wow. I was always aware that he sees me. But, but I was falling way short on that subject. You see me, don't you? And the next thing out of my mouth was, and you hear me, don't you? And I know that my prayers are with you. I'm not reaching out, hoping if I speak loud enough, clear enough, and wise enough, say it just right, I'll get your attention. No, you do hear me, and you see me, and you're aware of me. I'm you are, mind, I'm on your mind, you're mindful of me. And that kind of a revelation just changed my life. Yeah. And that's, I think very clearly seen in this story, Mary and Martha, that Mary saw him it's good. and knows that he's with her. If I'm here, you're with me. I can't believe how fortunate I am to have you with me wow. and in me, through me. That if I touch, you touch. If I speak, you speak. If I if I pray, you pray.
0: It's quite remarkable to me. That's really good. Well, I think that's a good point for us to bring it to a close for this episode. So thank you so much for joining us. Great day. Um, have a great day. You know, have a great day. Make sure that you're aware of the fact that Jesus is inside Come you on. and honor him, welcome him, serve him, love him, do Amen. what he's asking you to do.
1: Everywhere you go, he goes.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.